Hello and welcome to episode number 34 of Take Him With You for September 20th, 2009. This week on Take Him With You, we talk about the festival in the park, backing up our systems, my progress on the Stargazer album... And much, much more. I've got some music from my... Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of a sample of music from the Stargazer album and from my son, who is down at college playing with GarageBand, having a great time. And uh, Plus, today's episode is all on the forbidden fruit. Let's talk about what this whole concept of original sin is and how it applies to us. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You... Why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! <laughs> and a big happy birthday goes out to my friend Kenny, who is the co-host of that show. Uh, his birthday is on Wednesday coming up. So uh, this, yeah, this comes out on Sunday, the uh, 20th. And then his birthday is on the 23rd. So congratulations and happy birthday to another year. Next year is a big one. Yeah, we're going to have to throw a big party for you, Kenny. But uh, I wanted to say just personally um, that, Kenny, you've been such a great friend to me. And you have just been awesome on the the Treks and Sci-Fi forums. I got to know you as a friend. And now we talk all the time on Skype and all sorts of stuff like that. And I just, I really enjoy your friendship and just very grateful for you in my life. So thank you, Kenny, and happy birthday, man. Hello there, my name is Med. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. All right, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the present Mark. All right, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle on Podcast. And we like to talk about crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we were having a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. Do not smile when I say the word colon. I'm not. Okay, time to find out what's going on at Rick's house. I'm taking with you. Lots of stuff going on around the Moyers house. My wife is with me. Hello, Amy. Hello. You were working on your computer job and I snabbed you for a moment, nabbed you, whatever. You did. But that's always fun to have you. People like it when you're on the program. I get more downloads when you're on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody should listen. By the way, we wanted to take a, you know what we should do? We want to thank all of you that have been helping us keep the program coming to you every week. 
That is really cool. We get surprises in the mail and through PayPal and different things, and we're just so blessed. Not only do we get um, monetary contributions, but we um, and we're not a you know we're not a nonprofit business or or uh, like organization. We're a business, and so it's just really cool when people give to help keep the uh, podcast on the air on the air or coming out over the internet and stuff. But we really appreciate it. It helps keep our household running smoothly, doesn't it, Amy? Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, we wanted to say thank you very much for that. Um, okay, so what's been going on around our house? We had a really long last Sunday. It was a very long day. Yeah, but it was cu- quite fun. You can tell everybody what we did. Well, we, um, Rick and Andrew, um, volunteered to run the sound system for a community-wide um, festival. And so they got their really early in the morning well early for about quarter to eight about quarter to eight but they had to leave here earlier than that and um and they were there till about 6 30 at night and um um Catherine and i came down for quite a bit of that but um it was like a big outdoor festival big outdoor festival they had you know the typical little carnival booze for kids and blow up toys for them to bounce around in yeah and um it was a lot of fun and just a little hometown kind of thing there in Cosmopolis. Well, they had the elephant ear booth and that was cool. They were so huge. We bought one and I asked them to quarter it and the quarter was still pretty Pretty filling. Yeah. Pretty big. Yeah. Probably not the best for you food, but it was kind of fun. It's like fair food, you know? Yeah. That's kind of why we only bought one and each of us got just to have a little bit of it. But we had fun at the festival. We, um, our church was there and so we, um, um, the church that we go to was volunteering. And so that's Andrew and I volunteered to run the sound. So we set the sound system up with, uh, with, uh, our friend Ryan. And, uh, we had a, like a, a country blue or a country bluegrass band in the morning that I ran sound for. Oh, by the way, they had some great musicians and they were funny. the one that gave me the biggest kick was the 90 year old, the 90 year old violinist yeah. or fiddle player. And she was probably. great. I mean, she, she was really good. Was awesome. I hope that when I'm 90, I can play the fiddle like that. You don't play the fiddle now. Oh. And okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I have 50-some <laughs> years to pick it up. Yeah, you could. I'm, it, it kind of is embarrassing to me because um, I'm not very talented musically. And um, and my husband, Rick, right here, he can um, pick up just about anything and within uh, a few minutes play something on it. Uh, and so you probably could play the violin. Not very well, but you never know. I don't really have a desire to. But uh, then the second um, part of the day, we got to uh, work with the Bruce Hughes Band, and they're, they, they were, play all sorts of cover music. Uh, they cover were really music. good. They played a lot of like classic rock songs. Oh, yeah, like the and, Blues Brothers. Yeah, and a lot of blues rock. It was great. Rock. It was really good. And my friend Don Stone, who I used to play in a band with years ago, um, he was playing guitar uh, in the Bruce Hughes Band, as well as um, my friend Chloe from uh, Rosevere's Music Center mm-hmm. here in Aberdeen. She was uh, playing bass, and she, she did, was, she I've never heard her play before. She's bass. a great bass player and yeah. a good singer. And they both, both Dawn and, and Chloe sing backups. They yeah, did a great job. it was really good, and I got to meet the drummer, and he was great. And the, mm-hmm. their keyboard player was hilarious. He had all these vintage keyboards, and the guy could play the, the uh, organ like nobody's, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, he was really good. He did a good job. I mean, usually I don't really like the organ that much, but he 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 played it well. Yeah. So it made the time pass <laughs> and it was really fun. It's I think it's really fun when they have festivals and stuff like that when you get to go do stuff. So it was yeah. a, it was a long day, but it was a great day. So yeah. 
That was a lot of fun. Which brings me to my exciting thing. We have a date coming up. Yay. And we'll be back on the podcast next week to tell you how it went. But uh, we're going to go to our state fair called the Puyallup Fair. And and anyone Do the Puyallup. And anyone out of Washington says it wrong. They yeah. say like Puyallup or, or Puyallup. Or, anyway, it's, an, it's actually pronounced Puyallup. Mm-hmm. Puyallup. And we're going to drive this close to Tacoma. So we're about an hour and a half away. And we're going to drive up there and uh, we're going to attend the fair. I'm going to take my camera and take a bunch of pictures of the fair because that's always fun. Uh-huh. And then we're going to go to a concert. We're going to go see James Taylor in concert. Yeah. And we don't really, I mean, we've heard his songs over the years, but we, we don't, like, I don't, I'm going to have to download the I, best of James Taylor this week so we know some of the songs. I have a feeling that I might actually like the concert more than Rick does because from what Well, I'd I like remember, to see like Iron Maiden or something, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I would not even go. <laughs> I'm going to Striper but, in November. Yeah, That's going to be exciting. And, and I'm not going to that. I mean, I like to some of hell with the devil. I like some of Striper's ballads, but I'm not. Mm. I I really. It's okay kinda, because Buddy Van Brunt and I are going together, not you. So don't worry. Yeah. Well, see, I I think that I was born in the wrong decade because I like <laughs> I like the the James yeah, Taylor well, kind of folksy well, rock. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Yeah, yeah. I love that, and I like. The kind of hippie music, I guess, or yeah, folksy uh, down folks to earth. Folks music is born folks like it. Folks music. And, I and, like it um, too, but I, I prefer heavy metal. And I do not care for heavy metal. Rock and roll, Cleveland. Oh. Rock and roll. RMs go to 11. Oh, I just, yeah, I do not care for heavy metal. Some ballads I, I like. You love um, me, though. I love you, but, like, yeah. I was yeah. I was kind of hoping when we got married that you would give up electric guitar. What? And what? I, That's I, like me asking you to give up Jane Austen. Well, I bought I bought you this. Um, hey, you know ladies, come on in here! Oh, look at the the boy walking across the street. Jane Austen. I like Jane Austen. <laughs> but I bought you a Juno One keyboard. Do you remember that mm-hmm. for a wedding gift? And I thought the Juno One keyboard. And Mm-mm-mm. and I thought that. Classic now that 80s. you had a keyboard, you would stop playing the electric guitar. And it just got worse. Yeah. Now I play electric guitar and keyboards yeah. and everything else. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. and play them very loudly, I might add. So. Well, the louder the better. That's what I say. Yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, so really. we'll report back and tell you how the concert was and yeah, how the fair went. And fun. we'll have lots of pictures. I'll take... I love taking pictures of people and fair stuff and the animals. We'll go to the booths with the booths, the barn with the animals and stuff. I and like horses. We'll go to the cows. flower barn and all that jazz. It'll be fun. Quilts. We got to see quilts. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeehaw. I like. The, oh, it'll be fun. I like flowers and quilts and the it'll, quiet things. It'll be great. The quiet, pretty things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I'm glad you love me because I'm not quiet or pretty. Yeah, what's the deal with that? You're you're, you're handsome. It's though. that it's the it's the outlaw side of you that likes me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to play them a little bit of sample of one of my songs that's going to be on the Stargazer album, and I thought it'd be fun to play a little. Wouldn't it be fun to play some of Nathan's music so they can hear some of the stuff he's been doing? You think that's okay with him? Well, I didn't ask. <laughs> no, he's he's um, doing some fun things. He's um, in film kind of classes right now he is doing video editing um this morning and i actually chatted with him on closer to the microphone i here. chatted with him on facebook and you did what does he say 
Um, he said he was in class and probably shouldn't be chatting, but <laughs> but he um he made a really cool um he made he made this really cool collage uh-huh. of us of like Star Wars all in fruit. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to check that out. Here's one. He's working on this one song, and I really like it. It's it's really cool. But I got to get. Um... Can you hear that? Yeah, I there we go. I can hear it. I want to go to the part. He uses this little cool feature on there that makes his voice sound like a like a boy band. Kind of like Owl City. Yeah. Listen to this. Oh, I want the chorus. Here we go. There we go. This is cool. Listen to this. There you go, kind of not cool. You can find it over at uh, he has a MySpace that he puts mm-hmm. his music on, and uh, uh, it's uh, MySpace.com/slash Nathan Moyer one two three. So if you want to listen to some of his music, he's got a bunch of stuff over there. He's having a good time yeah. with that Garage Band program. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun. I like that Fly Away song that he that you just showed. Yeah, that was really good. I um I'm really proud of Nathan that he's taking the time and the money <laughs> to. To um, do um, furthering his education. And yeah, it's cool. Exploring his talents. And yeah, very cool. Yep. Then I've been working on my uh, Stargazer album, uh, which I'm going to have out. Uh, you know, it's, it's probably going to be a couple more months worth of work because I'm still working on the music. But I did a new one called Telemetry where I actually used Sputnik um, um, audio from the Sputnik satellite and some Russian cosmonaut stuff and uh, did a keyboard part. And it's designed... The, the the album is designed to put on your iPod or some MP3 device, go out and look at the stars while you listen to it. And I've got like one, two, three, four, five songs done now. And let me play you just a little bit of a song that I call Telemetry. So let me let me see if I can do this. I have to push these buttons to make it work. Let's try it. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
Anyway, so there's part of it. And then if you get farther into the song, um, it's, it kind of rocks out a little bit. It's kind of cool. Got the cool drums. Here it goes. Can you imagine looking up at the stars with this cool funky music going on and seeing a, a satellite go by and you're like, dude, I'm in there. I'm right there. This is my wife's favorite type of music ever. Um, well, it, it's it's better than heavy metal. What? Okay. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting, though, when you're talking about satellites because... You know, when Sputnik first was out in the 50s, it was such a big deal. And um, now, like if we go lay on our trampoline at night to, you know, look for meteors or look at the stars or something, it seems like I see more satellites going through the sky than I do meteors. And, yeah. You know, it's there's, it's, a lot of activity. It's, there's a lot of satellites going by. And, yeah, it's um, kind of cool. Yeah, we see planes go by too because we're right on the west coast where there's a lot of um, plane traffic. Very fun. From Seattle to... Yeah. But I think people are going to really like that. I'm going to so. make it available. I'm trying to get my stuff on iTunes for the music-wise, but uh, can't get any response from them, so I'll work on that. And if I can't get it on iTunes, then I'm going to make the whole um, download available on the Take Him With You site, and you can get that. I think I'm going to um, put the price of the CD around 8 or 9 maybe ten dollars it depends on when we when we get done and it'll have hopefully I'm, I'm looking for around 10 to 14 songs on it and you'll be able to get that give it uh, to your neighbors or whatever or, or buy it for yourself to go look at the stars with it'll be very cool yeah and yeah. now if we can just do no mosquitoes and warm yeah that'd be nice huh? yeah. yeah you'd like to look at the stars more than i do i like to look at them but I you don't just like, don't like to be cold i don't like to be cold or bit yeah. by mosquitoes i'm kind of wimpy aren't i well we could uh you know we could cuddle together outside under the stars hubba hubba uh, that'll make you warm yeah <laughs> oh you're cute thanks okay yeah. um all right thanks for joining me you're Anne. welcome so i can go back to work now yeah go back all to right work now. you okay. have a good day yeah <laughs> Bye-bye. thanks thanks this is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. I'm a television junkie, and the real world stumps me. I got a lot of problems. Why don't somebody solve them? Hello, this is. No, I was going to say this is Angela. <laughs> that wouldn't. That work. would be appropriate. No, because I'm not Angela, <laughs> and I'm not Jen. <laughs> And you're not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. No, you you would in fact be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick. Oh, let's do that. Okay. 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 Go go ahead. Okay. (laughs) You do it first. Hi, this is Jen. No, no. Say hello. This is not Jen. (laughs) No, this is not Angela. And I say, this is not Jen. Okay. And then you say, you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. Okay. But when you're done listening to... Yeah, fill in the blank. 
That works. It's like magic. It's it is. magic. It's funny. Okay. Let's go with it. Okay. Okay. So then I, should I go first then, since I'm not Jen? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, I'm not Jen. And I'm not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. You would, in fact, be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy, Rick. Rick! <laughs> When you're done, please come listen to the Anomaly Podcast at anomalypodcast.com. <laughs> it was like the best accidental promo oh, I ever. I know, it's what we're good at. Yes, you have to check out the pod, both of those podcasts, the Champ Podcast and the Anomaly. Great stuff, a lot of good entertainment, and uh, you'll really enjoy it. Fun to listen to. I, is, you know what I love about podcasting is it's so much like old-time radio where you can – but the neat part is you can get it whenever you want to. You don't have to just get it at the time that it's offered on the radio. You can actually download it and take it wherever you want to go, thus the whole concept of take him with you. I thought when we originally started doing the program, that was my whole emphasis and idea was – I, I knew there was a lot of people – that probably would like to hear about God, talk about, you know, some discussions about spirituality and stuff like that, but maybe had been, like, just tired of church and and the religious things that have come across the all of our paths. And I thought it'd be cool to do something with technology that is really cool right now, right on the edge right now. And podcasting is a great way to do that when you can download content off the Internet, take it with you when you go on your jog or when you're working out or when you're driving somewhere on your commute or you're riding, you know, whatever. Um, it's a great way to take uh, some th- something positive with you, and that's why I do take him with you. And I just wanted to, again, say thank you. Amy and I thanked you folks uh, earlier on, but we've been uh, really enjoying the uh, support that you guys have been giving us. It's been very helpful. And again, you know, this is a whole big experiment, and we're we're trying this for a year to see if we can make a living doing it. And so far, you know, Amy's had to go to work to supplement our income, and and uh, I do jobs on the side to to fill in for you know the grocery money and stuff like that. But uh, the podcast is picking up. We we're getting into a lot more countries now, and a lot more people are downloading it. Um, but it, we, what we'd like to ask is if you listen to it on a regular basis and you could spare 20, 30, 50 bucks or something like that a month, that would really help. And then we would be able to pay our bills and do more really cool things. Like we have a really cool thing coming up in this podcast where we do a dramatic reading, really kind of funky, of Genesis chapter 2 because our subject today is the forbidden fruit. So we thought we would uh, recreate that in a more modern type of setting. And I think you'll really enjoy it as it comes up. But that that takes time and it takes effort. And, you know, we have to pay the bills and pay the mortgage and stuff like that. So if you could help with us, we would really appreciate it. We offer a newsletter every month uh, for $20 or more a month. And you can get that right in your inbox on Monday morning. It's called The Weekly Encouragement. And we try to encourage you with some fun articles. My wife writes one, I write one, and we try to put some links in there that you'd enjoy. And we have a great time doing that. We'd love to give that to you uh, for $20 a month or more. And you can find that over at TakeHimWithYou.com. Just click on Newsletter. And then there's some of you that are just giving on a monthly basis because you you like what we're doing. And I think that's really cool. It really helps with all the expenses. So thank you for that. We also really love feedback. So if you could send us an email, let us know what we're doing or how we're doing, that would be great. In fact, I want to play um, some feedback that I got from my friend uh, Stefan from Australia. And uh, he wrote – actually, he – he was on the last podcast as as I read what he'd written comments wise, but he's actually sent an audio comment and I'd like to play that for you right now. 
Hi Rick, this is Stefan from the far end of the world in sunny Currajong, Australia. I first heard you through your music on Treks and Sci-Fi, though I have to say the first few times that I heard you speaking on Treks and Sci-Fi, I, I thought to myself, is this guy for real? Can anybody possibly be this positive all the time? Then I listened to the Moya family special on Treks and Sci-Fi and I started to realise that optimism is a Moya family trait. This year has been pretty hard for me and I was starting to feel very bogged down and, and, and like things were really not heading in the right direction. Listening to your show started to challenge my thinking, and some of that Moyer optimism must have rubbed off on me somewhere, because I started to see some opportunities and possibilities where previously I hadn't been looking. I'd been working on a book for nearly two years, and I wasn't making the kind of progress that I was hoping, and I wasn't feeling like I was going to be finished it any time soon. And then, while listening to the episode on changes, I realized that what I needed to do was take a step back and try something a little bit different for a while, and then come back to the book. That one decision has had a pretty positive impact on my life, and now I don't feel like I'm stuck anymore. I think what you're doing is pretty inspirational, and for an Australian to say that about someone who isn't a sports person is a pretty big compliment. You said that it was your friend Rico from the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast that inspired you to start the Taking With You podcast. Well, now you've inspired me to start my own. So, wish me luck. And let me just end by saying God bless from the Sornok 7 to the Moya 5. Thanks so much, Stefan. That is so cool of you and how encouraging it is to hear from you. And I'm just so glad that the the program has inspired you to do what God has called you to do. I, I really do believe that's what my role in life is, is to get people motivated to do what they were created to do, because I believe everybody has something that they're good at or something that they have a have a or if even if they're not good at it they have something that they really enjoy and if I can further them on in that then I've done really what I I believe my whole gift is and that's to encourage people to be everything that they're called to be so really really appreciate your comment and uh, makes me want to do more and more programs like this because I just I love being able to encourage people that's what I feel my role is so Thank you so much for taking the time to record that. Now, I know that you um, that you have a website and a really cool thing that you've started, and I want to I want to direct everybody over there to take a look at it. If you open your browser and go to themartiansarehere.com, you can check out the creative uh, masterpiece that, that Stefan is doing. I'm, I just uh, clicked on the website, and uh, when you go in, it's really cool. It goes... And then you have this welcome, and you can look at the story so far. The forward is up now, and it's just this really, really cool. you got to check it out. Um, very creative, very talented writer here, and I believe he's working on making everything into audio, and it's just going to be really cool. So you can always get a hold of uh, uh, Stefan over at themartiansarehere.com. So check his stuff out. And thanks again, Stefan, for the comments. Bless you and your household as well. Well, it's time once again for Words of Wisdom on Take Him With You. Today, we're in 1 Thessalonians in the New Testament, chapter 2, from the Message Bible. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 2. So, friends, it's obvious that our visit to you was no waste of time. We had just been given rough treatment in Philippi, as you know, but that didn't slow us down. We were sure of ourselves in God. And we went right ahead and set our peace, presenting God's message to you, defiant of the opposition. God tested us 
thoroughly to make sure that we were qualified to be trusted with this message. Be assured that when we speak to you, we're not after crowd approval, only God approval. Since we've been put through the battery of tests, you're guaranteed that both we and the message are free of error, mixed motives, or hidden agendas. We never used words to butter you up. No one knows that better than you. And God knows we never used words as a smokescreen to take advantage of you. Even though we had some standing as Christ's apostles, we never threw our weight around or tried to come across as important with you or anyone else. We weren't aloof with you. We took you just as you were. We were never patronizing, never condescending, but we cared for you the way a mother cares for her children. We loved you dearly, not content to just pass on the message. We wanted to give you our hearts, and we did. You remember us in those days, friends, working our fingers to the bone, up half the night, moonlighting, so you wouldn't have to be a burden of supporting us while we were proclaiming God's message to you. You saw with your own eyes how discreet and courteous we were among you, with keen sensitivity to you as fellow believers. And God knows we weren't freeloaders. You experienced it all firsthand. With each of you, we were like a father with his child, holding your hand, whispering encouragement, showing you step by step how to live well before God, who called us into his own kingdom, into this delightful life. And now, we look back on all this and thank God, an artesian well of thanks. When you got the message of God we preached, you didn't pass it off as just one more human opinion, but you took it to heart as God's true word to you, which it is, God himself at work in you believers. Friends, do you realize that you followed in the exact footsteps of the churches of God in Judea, those who were the first to follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ? You got the same bad treatment from your countrymen as they did from theirs, the Jews who killed their master Jesus to say nothing of the prophets and followed it up by running us out of town. They make themselves offensive to God and everyone else by trying to keep us from telling people who've never heard of our God how to be saved. They've made a career of opposing God and have gotten mighty good at it. But God is fed up, ready to put an end to it. Do you have any idea how very homesick we became for you, dear friends? Even though it hadn't been that long and it was only our bodies that were separated from you, not our hearts. We tried our very best to get back to see you. You can't imagine how much we missed you. I, Paul, tried over and over to get back, but Satan stymied us each time. Who do you think we're going to be proud of when our master Jesus appears if it's not you? You're our pride and our joy. There you go. Words of wisdom from First uh, Thessalonians chapter 2 of the New Testament in the Bible. Good evening, everybody. When you aren't listening to Take In With You with the multi-talented Mr. Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. So come and share the Appy Times with me.
The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Yeah, make sure you give Rico a listen. He's awesome. Great, great show at treksinsci-fi.com. And Appy Times is also very, very good. So, very cool. Well, it's time once again for Food for Thought on Take Him With You. Well, I got a lot of great feedback um, from uh, the last couple of podcasts, and I just really appreciate all that. Uh, We are going to talk today about something that affects the whole human race, uh, spiritually-wise, and it's called uh, the forbidden fruit or the original sin. And I think a lot of people, a lot of times, don't really understand it. And I thought I'd just take you right back to the very beginning and talk about the whole concept of of sin that permeates through um, our society. Now, before we get into it, let's talk about the word sin, because I, personally I was very uncomfortable with that word when I first started researching God and trying to figure out who he was and and how this all worked out spiritually. And I would run into this word called sin, and I thought that sin is something that you don't really hear a lot in the world today, unless you're a church and people talk about sin. Um, Really, the word sin is from—it's an archery concept, meaning to miss the mark. So if you ever done archery and you shoot the arrow and it doesn't hit the bullseye or it goes off to the left or the right, that's called a sin. You miss the mark. And so the basic idea of sin is then to miss the mark. And we live in a world today where there's there's a great— um, what do you call it, uh, philosophy that's out there that permeates most of our culture, and that is this, that every single, or that the human race is basically good at the core and that we have unlimited potential. Now, as a science fiction lover and as a guy that's read a lot of different uh, science fiction type of stuff, that really is kind of the the theme that, uh, like Gene Roddenberry from Star Trek would say, you know, that the human potential. And, and really, humanism believes completely in the idea that man can do just about anything. And while I believe that that is true, I don't believe um, that man is basically good at the heart. And the only reason I—first first off, I'll say because the Bible says that. And secondly, um, I think the Bible is um, the authority on heaven, hell, sin, death, that kind of thing, because it's, it's, it's really a, an amazing book when it comes to spiritual things. And it talks about 
Um, this whole concept of sin, missing the mark, not living up to the potential that we could. And and then the, like I was going to say, the second thing is that if you just look at the world as a whole, you can see that, you, that we're still, after all this time, we're still, there's all these wars and people killing each other and there's all this junk. I mean, some of it's in the name of God even. And, and it just, just kills me, you know, inside because of this whole concept that basically we're good inside. And and the, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says basically we're wicked on the inside and our only redemption is God. And then God takes care of that that wickedness part. And so so what I'm trying to do, and remember, I'm not ditching on any other religions. I'm not going to do that. But I am going to say what the Bible says about sin and what it says about the forbidden fruit. A lot of people have the, this idea, well, was you know was it an apple that Eve ate off the tree, you know, and all this different stuff. They go back to the whole story of Adam and Eve. And I thought we could go back there and actually read it because, you know, a lot of people say, well, I know about that, but they've actually never read it. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun to go back, read some of it, and talk about this whole concept and why I believe that the Bible does tell the truth in this area and that um, there's an easy fix to it, though. And that's, well, I don't know about easy, but there's there's a fix to the whole sin problem, missing the mark problem. There's a whole way to make a heart that's wicked into a heart that is is open to endless possibilities. Because I do believe God made each of us with unlimited potential. I really do believe it. But the problem is we want to do it our own way. We don't want to do it God's way, and that's when we get in trouble. So that's what I want to do. So um, I'm going to read a a few um, scriptures out of the Bible back in the very first book of the Bible called Genesis. I'm going to read out of chapter 2, and then um, I put together a little audio drama, just a real short one, on chapter 3, so you can hear chapter 3 done. Uh, to a little, with music and the whole schmear. So that'll be kind of fun. But uh, let's go back for a moment and let's talk about what went on in the Garden of Eden. Let's talk about uh, what Adam's job was and how the original sin came into being. Because as, as most of us have heard, somebody ate some fruit and that was it. And things kind of got haywire. So if we go back to Genesis chapter 2, uh, we can look at it. I'm just going to read a few things. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. Um, This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, uh, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, there was no man um, to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. So right there we we find out that originally when God created the earth, um, he made it uh, so that it took care of itself, basically. That, that uh, it, wasn't, it didn't rain, we didn't have the atmosphere like we have now, but there was uh, a mist that came out and watered everything and took care of things. And then the Bible says that God made man, and he made him out of dirt, and he breathed life into his nostrils. Now we're in verse 8 of chapter 2. It says that the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he'd formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow, that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also 
in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four riverheads. And then it goes into what those were and has the names of them and everything. And then it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Now this is an interesting point. What he does is he God creates the earth, he creates man, he creates this this garden, and he puts trees and vegetation and everything in there, and he also puts and it separates it. It, it makes a distinction between like like normal trees and some type of a, a spiritual type of tree. There was two of them. One was called the tree of life, and the other was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now that's going to be important coming up here in a minute. And, uh, and of course, you know, it gets watered by the river and all this stuff. And, yeah, and then he puts God or puts Adam. Well, he doesn't call him Adam yet, I don't think. Um, he takes man and he puts him in the Garden of Eden and he says to tend and keep it. And those words mean to protect it, to watch over it, to make sure nothing bad happens. Basically, the caretaker of this garden. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. So he gave him a food source. He says, but... Of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So now we have our first rule. and Well, actually, the first one was guard and keep it. He told, you know, tend and keep it. The second one was you can have any of the food here you want except from this tree. Don't eat from this tree. Because if you do, you will die. Now, this is a really interesting concept because we can talk about free will here because God could have made the man into a robot. He could have made us all robots and just done, we would do whatever he wanted. But he's giving a choice here for man to either follow after God or he can, he can eat of this tree, but he will surely die. Now, we're going to find out what that means in a moment. And the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to the cattle, all the cattle, to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. So, well, it says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Okay, so now we hear how this whole male-female thing happened. We we hear um, how God created the man, how he, he created the woman out of man, and the, he was looking for someone to partner in life with the man, and that's why he made Eve. Now, Let's uh, let's get into uh, what happens next because here is when things kind of go south, and I want to play for you a little uh, a little uh, dramatization of chapter three. Here we go. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman, 
Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, um, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is it that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow, and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And then Adam, he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Also for Adam and his wife the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. And then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, to know good and evil, and now lest he put out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. There you go, chapter 3 of Genesis, as uh, redone Moyer style. <laughs> like my wife in there playing Eve. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. Thank you, Amy. And then, of course, you know, 
the magic of special effects. But uh, there you go. Now you kind of see a little bit more of where we're coming from when you hear people talk about the original sin. This is what it talks about. It And basically, the original sin was to want to be like God. Now, remember when we talked about 666, the number of the beast, when we talked about the devil and how he used to be Lucifer, an archangel in heaven, and how he tried to overthrow God and, and thought that he was better than God and said, I could do this better, and tried to overthrow God. And, of course, he got banished from heaven. Um, and the, he tempted Eve with the exact same thing that he had done to get himself kicked out. He be, he wanted to decide, Lucifer wanted to decide what was best and what was... He really wanted people to serve him. He wanted them... Because when we choose our own way or we choose uh, what the devil wants for our life, then, then the devil succeeds in hurting and harming God's plan for every single person. Does that make sense? So this is exactly what he did. He tempted Eve. Uh, he got her to look at the fruit. He got her to smell it. And then... He did the ultimate and said, you know, you're not going to really die. What you're going to do is become like God. And that's the reason God doesn't want you to eat of the thing. Now, do you know what? It really, that's a lie because um, God has given us a free will, but he's given us a great plan that if we'll work with it, we will we will be at our full potential. And that really, when you serve God, you're unlocking your complete potential because God knows how he created us. And so the devil lied to Eve, and then Eve got to thinking, man, that'd be pretty good. It smells good. It it looks like it tastes good. And I can be like, God, I can make my own choices. I don't have to get my orders from God every day. I could, I could kind of decide what's good and bad myself. And so the Bible says she grabbed, and you heard it, she grabs the fruit. She eats. Now, and here's where everybody gets down on women, and they say, well, see, the women, they messed it all up. and that. But you know what? Adam was standing right there, and Eve turned. It says she gave it to the man, and he ate as well. When Now remember, Adam had gotten the orders right from God not to touch this fruit, not to eat it and not to touch it, and he did it anyway. He, did, he could have said, what have you done, Eve? I can't believe, or he could have said, you know what, uh, serpent, get the heck out of the garden. I, I tend to keep this place, and you don't belong here. Get out. But he didn't. He didn't. He was tempted, and both man and woman took of the fruit and they ate. Now, you know, we, you know, some people say, well, the scripture said, or God said to him, as soon as you eat that, you'll die. And they did die spiritually. They got unhooked from God. See, before that, they were hooked right up to God. They got their orders from him. They did all the different things that, that he wanted them to do. They, they, they worked together. And did some great things together, and then they made the choice not. They ate that fruit, and they were unhooked. They it was like the hose got unhooked, or the the modem got unhooked. Their cable came out, and blah. They are now making their own choices and their own decisions. And you know what's really interesting is you, as you read that chapter, you find that they immediately know something's wrong, something's different, because at one point they were hooked up to God, and now. They are unhooked. The devil accomplished what he wanted to do. The serpent accomplished what he wanted to do by unhooking mankind from the will of God. That was the original sin. And this is the reason, because now Adam and Eve have children, and as the children 
grow. Obviously, in the very beginning, there was uh, intermarriage and all that stuff because that they were the only two people on the earth. And from there, our population grew and so on and so forth. But every single person then, after that point in time, was born into sin or missing the mark, born into making their own decisions. And there was no way for them to be hooked up back with God. Okay, I hope this is making sense. So, interesting that the first thing that they do is they realize that they're naked. They realize, before that, they didn't even know what naked was. They didn't even understand that concept. It was like, this is how we were created, everything's good. And then all of a sudden they realize they're naked. And I don't think it just meant that their bodies were naked. I think they knew that they were alone. They were separated from God. And the Bible says they attempted to cover themselves by taking fig leaves and sewing them together and putting them around them, themselves. A lame attempt, actually. At trying, that didn't work. They still And they, then they went and hid because they heard God coming. They heard that God was going to come and walk through the garden like he had done in the past with them and discuss things and talked. And they had this awesome relationship. And now they were ashamed because they were naked and they hid themselves. Even though they tried to put the fig leaves on, they hid themselves. And then God shows up and says, now, don't you think that God knew exactly where they were? He knew what happened. But he gives, I think he gives Adam a really interesting thing. He says, Adam, where are you? I don't think God wanted to know where he was geographically. I think God wanted to know where are you at with me, Adam? Where are you at with me? And of course, Adam fesses right up and says, look at, you know, it's not good. Uh, things aren't good here. And, uh, you know, this, we did what, you know, he asked, did you eat of the the fruit that I told you not to, and the tree I told you not to, and he, yeah, I did. And we see everything go downhill from there. Then the really interesting thing happens is even though he's taken out of the, Adam and Eve are taken out of the garden because, see, in the garden there's also the tree of life. And the tree of life has somehow, we believe, um, had something to do with living eternally. And because man and woman had neglected to let God be the one that was the Lord of them, that they decided that they wanted to decide on their own, and they were tempted by the serpent, and they ate of the fruit, and they they decided to become uh, their, you know, what was good and bad. They decided what that was. Because that happened, God didn't want them, they, they couldn't now live eternally. There was, there was a, a time limit put on them of life. And so God got them out of the garden so that they couldn't eat of the tree of life while they were in sin, while they were missing the mark. Very interesting thing that it says that God took animal skins. Here's where we find the very first sacrifice in the Bible. God himself kills animals and makes clothing out of the skins for the for the man and the woman. And if you think about it for a moment, this is just this is amazing. This was actually the first time that we see the representation of Jesus dying on the cross or blood being shed to cover our sin and our nakedness. The very first thing that happened was God killed animals and put the skins on the man and the woman so that they weren't naked. They were covered. But see, they were covered not by the ultimate sacrifice, but by a sacrifice. And this is the whole concept of original sin. Now, this is the reason. Now, here we go. This is really interesting. The banishment, the curse, the whole thing happened. The whole reason that Jesus came to this earth and died on the cross was to shed his blood to cover our nakedness or our sin so that we could be hooked back up with God. 
Isn't that interesting? So the very thing that Satan did in the Garden of Eden, God corrected by giving us an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ into our hearts as the covering for the original sin in our lives. Now, does that mean that we become perfect when we do that? Absolutely not. I mean, spiritually, we get hooked back up to God, but God knows we still make mistakes. But the spiritual thing that happens is that Jesus covers our sin or all the reasons that we should be being punished. Jesus covers those through what he did on the cross, giving up his life, shedding his blood, dying, going to hell in our place, and then raising again into heaven so that we could, if we would receive Christ into our hearts and what he's done for us, we then can be hooked back up to a relationship with God. The very relationship that was unplugged in the Garden of Eden can be plugged back in. We can get our modems plugged back in. We can start to get information again from the source who helps us then decide what's wrong and what's right. See, when you look at it that way, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating that God made a way for us to get things right. And then, see, as a believer, for me, I can go to God and I can ask his advice on things. Now, I can read some things out of the Bible, but I can also follow what the Holy Spirit says speaks to me in my heart. Now, I'm not saying that I hear audible voices from God and he doesn't speak out of thundering clouds in heaven to me or anything like that, but I can tell you this. I do hear his voice because I know him personally. And that every single person can know him personally. We can hook back up through what Jesus did on the cross. I just think it's a fascinating story, and it's it's one to be really thinking about. Now, I don't know how you live your life, how you decide what's wrong, what's right, how you how you decide what you're going to do in the future and who you're going to do this with that and what job you're going to take and all that stuff and who you're going to marry and all that. I don't know how you decide that, but I can tell you this. I am much happier following after what God wants for my life than following after what I wanted to. I wouldn't have picked what I'm doing right now, but God has and and does. He knows me intimately, and he knows you intimately. He knows what your giftings and your talents are. He knows what makes you tick. He knows what makes you happy. He knows what makes you sad. It just makes sense to serve God because He create, he's our creator. And when we're hooked back up to him through the sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross by saying, Jesus... I believe you died on the cross and you rose again from the dead. And from this day forward, I, I need you to be my boss and help me out here. When you do that, it opens up a whole new thing. You get hooked back up to God and you begin to live spiritually again. Because up until that point, we are not spiritually alive. We, I mean, I looked after spiritual things. I like the dark spiritual things. I was looking for something. And you can get hooked up to some things that aren't very good for you, but I guarantee you this, God is not going to hurt you. He loves you, he cares about you, and he has an amazing plan for your life and for my life. And when I hooked back up to him, that's when things started to become more clear for me, when I started to hear what my purpose was and pursue that. And I, you know, I don't regret any of the things that I've done for God. I may, have, I may regret some of the things that happened in my life, but I don't regret the things that I've done for God, because they have eternal weight. And I, I don't know about you, but I think that's a cool thing to be able to th- see things from an eternal perspective. So the original sin, the forbidden fruit, it was basically choosing our own way. We have an opportunity to get things right with God by receiving Christ into our lives. And there you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Taking With You. I'm going to play a really cool song by a band called Daniel Band. It's a song called I'm Sorry. I'll be back at the end 
to pray and to tell you what we're going to talk about next week. But you know it's not the same Cause His glory shines forever If you're lonely And you want to know the way There's one only way to get
I just that that um, song just really touches my heart. It did years ago when I heard it for the very first time. I think I actually cried the first time I listened to it. I love music, and and it just really touched my heart because it was the expression of my heart. I never, you know, I guess at the time I was thinking, if there is a God, I would never want to hurt Him because He gave me life, you know. And I and I was sorry for the way I had lived my life up to that point. And I'm still sorry at times for some of the things that I think or do or, you know, uh, I mean, really inside, I'm not that great of a person without God. And I realized that and I was sorry. And so that song really spoke to my heart. Can I pray for you today before we go? Let me pray. Father, I thank you for every person listening to the podcast today. You know our heart. You know where we're at with you. And God, I pray for those of my friends that are listening that um, don't know you and that maybe you're just thinking about it, I just pray, God, that you would open their heart and that they would fall in love with the person that created them, you, and that not worried about religion or what church to go to or any of that kind of stuff, but but they would just make things right with you, the creator, God. And I pray for those people that are believers that know you. Um, I pray, God, that they would get even closer to you and that they would serve you with all of their heart and that they would make an effect and a, and a difference in the life of and the world around them. That's what my prayer is. And I just want to say thank you, God, for providing a way for us to be hooked back up to you. That you would send your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us and then raise again from the dead so we could have a relationship with you and also to have eternal life. That's just it's mind-boggling, and it's really appreciated. Thank you. I just want to publicly thank you, God, for doing that for all of us. Now, God, would you be with us this week and help us, God, in all the things that um, that we do, um, protect us, and let us see you in the little things around us, God. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, now, if you want any more information at all about a relationship with God, I would love to talk with you. You can email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com, and I would love to to talk, to explore further a relationship with God with you because I just I just know that he cares about you and has some great stuff and we don't have time on the program to go into a million things but I certainly would on email and maybe over Skype or something if you had more questions or if you're making that decision how do I do this Rick what should I do you know it's really super simple it's profound but it's it's not hard um, living for God is definitely not easy but it's not uh, but the initial introduction to him is not a hard thing so I would love to talk to you about that more so rick at takehimwithyou.com okay we love feedback anytime you want to send us some please do so Uh, for more information you can visit our website at takehimwithyou.com I have notes there from every one of the podcasts and you can click on things and visit the other podcasts that I promote and so on and so forth and that would be fun to have you visit the website that would be really appreciated of course you can subscribe on iTunes which you're probably doing since you got this program or you can do the listen now feature and listen right over the web we have it all we have it streaming every single one of our programs is streamed online at takenwithyou.com we'd love to to uh, head over there if you would like to help us continue on we would love a donation uh, and any help that you could give we'd love it if you prayed for us and gave some little bit each month from everybody that listens and we'd have more than enough to pay our bills and you can again find that at takehimwithyou.com 
Com. Next week, I am going to either have the sermon that I did out in the church that I preached out about youth and technology, um, or we we might go to the one here. If I don't get that MP3 of that sermon I, so I can edit, uh, then we're going to do one called um, Babel or Babylon, the power of being one. And we're going to talk about the story of the Tower of Babel in the Bible and how it relates to us today. So it should be very fascinating. Very cool. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week on Take Him With You. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved. For more information, visit MoyerMultimedia.com. <laughs>